episode of Encounter 101, History Lessons with the Imperial Timelines. I'm Dr. Philip Reese. Professor Carmine Fasano. How's it going today, Professor? Oh my god, I'm just exhausted. Late night showing of Avengers Endgame last night. It is the Saturday after um, the um, premiere of Endgame. We are not going to give out any spoilers. This is a spoiler-free zone. We're not going to be those people. No, we're not going to be those people whatsoever. Again, I'm not going to give my opinion on if I liked it or not. That's for the viewers or listeners at home to go see it yourselves and make your own opinion. The, the doctor's far too nice. I'm, I'm not as nice as him. I'm going to give you my opinion. I thought it was a fantastic movie. I was worried it wasn't going to live up to the hype of Infinity War, but it, it definitely lived up to it for me and possibly exceeded it. I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic movie. So. All right, you know what? I'm not going to be that humble. Um, <laughs> you ready for this? Well, I'm not going to give you my opinion, but I will say this. To sum it up, Back to the Future Part 2 meets the Seinfeld finale. Okay. Okay. All right. In a nutshell, that's what it was. That's like that new meme there. It's like spoilers that aren't spoilers. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like, you see, like some <laughs> weird pictures, but like, yeah, okay. I in- like it. Infinity War, in my opinion, Infinity War was the climax of the whole series. And this movie Endgame was like a walk down memory lane, so to speak. Okay. Okay. Just a lot of great nostalgia. If you want to say that. So, why are we talking about Marvel movies anyway? Yes, we know Endgame came out yesterday. It's not like Marvel movies are a big pop culture phenomena. It's not just for nerds anymore. (laughs) No, 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 no. They changed the game once. They um, did. Robert Downey Jr. went on screen and said those famous words, I am Iron Man. The whole movie, you know, um, the whole MCU universe, you know, took off at that point. Especially when um, Sam L. Jackson came in at the very end. Right, yeah. Yeah, That's what really did in this one. That little teaser really did. It really did. It gave me goosebumps because I was like, Oh, like it's cool. Like Marvel's making their own movies. Like, and I like Robert Downey Jr. Let me go check this out. And then, like, all of a sudden, like everyone's like, "Oh, we'll stay to the end." I'm like, "Okay." And then it was like trying to put a team together. Well, like, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. If you really think about it, he I mean, his really whole is persona like, in real yeah. life is Iron Man. He really is. Like, you talk about being born to play a specific he, character. Like. His life mirrors Tony Stark's life pretty in the comics pretty much. accurately. Pretty, like, I don't pretty, think Stark had like a Coke problem or anything, but definitely a problem <laughs> with alcohol, you know? If you were not aware of Marvel's history, back in 1996, they did file bankruptcy. They were going out of business. They were on the verge of a massive collapse. There was then. a huge comic book um, bubble that happened in the mid-90s, and DC was kind of struggling as well, too, at that yeah, point. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of comic companies were struggling at that point uh marvel and dc are your two you know front runners but yeah there's there were a lot of offshoots that just folded completely now luckily marvel they made some smart decisions after that fact they did they had the merger with toy biz um, the merger with toy biz they also sold some movie ahead. rights your spider-mans and fantastic but Force. before they did yeah. that though the first movie they still um sold the rights to was blade that's right. And they yep. did a flat fee. So Blade made like multiple millions of dollars that Fantastic year. But Marvel on, only yeah. made like 
I think like 5% of that, if that. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. even over a million. Right. So they changed their business philosophy to say, okay, well, we're going to own a bigger percentage of those movies coming out. So, yes, yep. you are right. When they did they sold, sold yeah. off, you know, Spider Man yep. to Sony, and when they sold the Fantastic Four X Men yep. to On Fox. They made sure they got a higher percentage and made a boatload of money. Right. And then yeah. they took it a step further and said, well, you know what? Why, why don't we just make our own movies? Hence, Iron Man and we're off to the races after yeah, that. The whole, the whole movie industry, like Marvel Cinematic Universe, as we know it, essentially was born after that. But yeah. And so many different franchise, franchises now are trying to, you know, duplicate that. Right. Here's looking DC's at you, DC. A really poor job of trying to keep up. Well, but. there's a difference between being patient with your product, like what the MCU did yeah. and what DC did, where they just said, here comes Superman. Yeah. Screw it. That's just you know, pretty Superman oh, versus Batman. Movie and, with all their heroes. Yeah. Hold on, let's throw this Justice League together super quick. Yeah, and yeah. Well, Green Lantern was supposed to be the kickoff, and that movie. Pivotal. Which one? Green Lantern. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah that Ryan was supposed Reynolds. to be the kickoff, and, and he was smart and left that for well, that Deadpool movie. franchise. Yeah, that movie was horrible. That was terrible. I actually love that end credit scene of uh, Deadpool too, and he. Yeah, it goes back to... Uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. pretty good. So, yes, today we're going to discuss that bankruptcy. The only difference here, once we enter this information into Pug, is we're going to say that Marvel did not recover after 1996, causing a chain reaction um, that we're oh, all going to fill no today. Comics. Yeah. Pug has shot out some really interesting results, so... So 1996. 96. So yeah, to summarize, uh, you know, touch on a couple of, uh, you know, which talked about in the current timeline. Marvel's done. There's essentially, you know, the Tory Biz merger never happens. They're struggling to keep the lights on, and at this point, they have to do something like they're closing up shop. So this is uh, when DC comes in. DC, DC, so Detective come Comics in. comes in and offers them some money to get all the rights to their their. Uh, Does this have properties. anything to do with the crossover event that happened with Marvel and DC back in 1996? Right. Yeah. So essentially, that was DC dipping their toes in the water. They knew what was happening, and they knew that this would this opportunity was going to present itself. That Marvel was in financial trouble, and essentially, that's what uh, you know. Birth of the crossover was. Hey, like we're two of the oldest guys around. Like we should do this to try to see if we can you know revitalize the comic industry a bit, and then. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, essentially, you know, DC knew that this was coming. So, yeah, at the end of 96, Marvel has no other choice. I mean, they are, you know, they can't survive anymore. DC comes in and scoops up all their intellectual property, all their characters, uh, you know, for a pretty fair amount. And, you know, Marvel's, you know, cuts, the, you know, stops the bleeding for a bit. But, you know, they, they wrap. So what happens in 1997 and 1998? In 97, 98. So, um, you know, kind of like how we discussed in the intro, you know, the, the comic book industry was struggling at that point. Okay. There was other things that, you know, had to be done to keep, you know, to keep the the lights on, so to speak, you know, to keep these franchises uh, profitable. And that's when they start to really start to explore the, um, you know, 
going out into other mediums, um, you know, like movies. So do they start out in the cartoon first or with movies? Because I know in 1996, they just came off of Batman Forever. That came up. I take that back. Batman Forever came out in 94. Batman and Robin came out in 97, 98. And yeah, that did some damage to DC for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think they paused a little bit because movies aren't, you know, the technology in movies wasn't, you know, wasn't where it was today, you know. So, um, you know, having, you know, all these great, you know, uh, characters that Marvel has, you know, where they're more kind of superhuman and, you know. uh, Because Batman and Robin still happens in 97 and that killed the superhero movie genre for a while. That movie was horrible. It was terrible. So, yeah, so they essentially, they, they run into, like, um, you know, in the current timeline, you know, something that saved Marvel was some of the, the animated um, series that they were doing. Um, they, you know, launched the, the animated X-Men series, the animated um, Spider-Man series. Correct. That was all back in the early back 90s. Back in Fox, you know. 92, early. 93, right, give yep. or take. So, they essentially go kind of that route. So they're launching some... So they do more cartoons. They do some more cartoons. They do them kind of in a, in a, uh, you know, in a little bit of a switch, though, more of an adult... T- like, market them more towards teens' adult themes. Um, so it's testing the waters, getting prepared for to the eventual try to get back into the movie game, obviously, is what their end okay. game is. Because, you know, um, direct-to-DVD, you, know, co- you know, comic book, um, animated movies and stuff like that are great and they'll pay some bills and you know it's not you know um, you know it's going to bring in some profits but you know the end game uh, nice little pun there is to make real big money so and that's where like they start like you know prepping for the movie okay. the movie launches so when does that happen? What was the first movie they they attempt to launch? The first movie I'm gonna go. It's in. I'm look at the pug results here, and it's still the X Men. Still X-Men, the X Men in X- what year? 1999. 1999. X Men still goes to the office and hits big because of like you know a lot of what was you know the groundwork that Marvel had already started. You know the you know the toys, the the movies, okay, so on and so forth. So that was prime for the thing, and you know. The X Men were always a fantastic series, yeah. you know, very popular. So that was like the safe bet. To Who were some there. of the X Men in '99? Some of the X Men in '99. So um, Wolverine, the most famous X Men, he's played by an Australian guy, but not Hugh Jackman. It's Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is Lethal the Weapon. Son. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Lethal Weapon himself. Mr. Lethal Weapon is yeah. now Weapon X. He is Weapon X. He's trying to revive his career a little bit. Okay. He did some, you know, strange choices after the Lethal Weapon franchise. Okay. A lot of unknowns, kind of like how original X Men was too. But you know, Patrick Stewart. You know, we talked about how Robert Downey Jr. was was born to play a role. Like he's just obviously born to play Professor X. Like there's no change there. He's the best Professor X ever. Okay. All you Charlie McAvoy fans, like sorry, like he's he's not the guy. Okay. So how does this movie perform? Because I think it bombs. It absolutely does bond yeah, because, yeah, like, yeah, because, like, you know, they're not taking the whole genre serious still, and that—that's the whole issue. It, Just like if you take a, a little, look at what happened with Batman and right. Robin, they it's running from that same format right. where it was more campy yes, than what it should campy. have been. It yeah. was not serious whatsoever. And it bombed. It was, yeah. They essentially lined up, you know, Joel Schumacher again, who destroyed the Batman franchise. They're completely terrible with the X-Men movie because, you know, um, 
he was just a horrible director. And yeah, there were other projects in the line as well, other too. Stuff. They, they was working was on Spider-Man. Job. They were working on um, a Captain America film as well, too. Fantastic also, an Incredible in Hulk as well. But yeah. because X-Men did so poorly, as well as all of the negative reviews that was happening with Batman and Robin um, back in 1997, the whole movie scene was put to a halt. And DC was looking for ways to, you know, make their money back off these um, off these characters. Hence, they focused on their bread and butter comic books again. So they bring in some great artists at that time. And that actually kind of happens in the current timeline as well, too. Um, uh, Frank Miller in the Batman series, um, lots of great writing. So, yeah, they start to... Put the focus back into their comics, essentially, and, and they then had you start a having huge, some across. Yeah, they had a huge the crossover event. You right. know? Unlike the one that happened in '96, which was more of a gimmick, this is a huge one that really merged the two universes together. Right. So yeah. So they start um, essentially because you know all all Marvel heroes have a DC counterpoint, so you know, and vice versa. So you start seeing some of those head to head battles. You know, a lot of the cool like what ifs that we always think about, like, you know, a Batman versus Iron Man start actually coming to fruition. So um there's a whole line of uh you know, your favorites kind of going at it, you know, Superman versus the Hulk. Batman versus Iron Man, um, Justice League versus X Men, all kinds of really cool like what it, they're not what ifs they're realistic in this timeline which is awesome you know um and in that time frame too is kind of when comics start going the more realistic route too a little bit darker uh tones so okay it's yeah it's a it's all in all just a, a great time for comics at that point because like i said you have the more adult content the more darker tones less campy you know more realistic situations you know so um, again, and that's driven, you know, they know that the ultimate end game, another pun for that one, but is to get into the movies again. So they're starting, you know, less weird, you know, you know, scientific experiments that have gone horribly wrong mm-hmm. and more realistic things. You know, think about like your um, Christopher Nolan Batmans. You well, know, I was gonna, all I w- like based off like realistic. I was just yeah. about to bring that up. Yeah. So in 2005, Batman Begins never happened. Batman be- oh, that's, that's like never, one of the best ever. Batman movies. Yeah, and it, it never happens. Oh, so we have because really they're so focused but, on, yeah, you know, the two universes, because that was really the birth of the dark superhero, right? Genre. Like, yeah, because I mean, the whole DC universe right now is still, you know, trying to go after that. It wasn't until. Uh, Justice League is when they tried to brighten it up a little bit after they got rid of um, <laughs> Zack Snyder. Right, exactly. But yeah, so, and I think, you know, um, a lot of that, like, it, it was a natural progression with, like, comic books, too, because you have, like, a lot of these conflicts and a lot of these things that, you know, are, are actual, like, human, you know, um, emotions, you know, and conflicts that we all deal with, like, you know, Batman, you know, and Spider-Man, you know, the the great power, great responsibility. These are all things that people can relate to. But these to, movies but, never happen. So the Spider-Man movie right. in 2002 no never, never happens. Never happens. Wow. So he's Batman begins. Leonardo never happens. Basement. The current X-Men as we know in this timeline it's never a happens. flop, yeah. It, well, the one in this timeline never happens. We have like this other flop of a movie that was laughed at. Yeah, no, it was all cheesy. Wolverine actually did rock the yellow spandex. And if it wasn't for those comics that they came out with, 
with the huge crossover events, DC would have been in big time trouble. Exactly. They were probably going to be on the same verge of bankruptcy like Marvel. Just obviously, you know, they were able to keep their head above water, but then they have this fantastic idea to get back into the movie game by launching Justice League versus X-Men comic crossover into the film. And that movie did good. And that one did good. They learned from their previous mistakes. They got some really talented new actors into the roles. Some of your favorites. Some maybe Pug unknowns. saying that, but I disagree one hundred percent. I'm disagreeing with Pug one hundred percent. You know, disagreeing with Pug. Just like what you? DC did today, where they tried to just push everything out as soon as possible. They did the same mistake they with, the, the, same with mistake. the Justice League versus X-Men. They just tried to throw in a lot of people in one movie. There was no backstory. Okay. And it, it, it completely failed. Oh, man. Completely failed. Complete failure. And you're screaming with Pug. Like, this is a rough day for me, my friend. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But here's what started to happen. 2003, my friend. All right. Okay. Fill me in, doctor. They no longer focused on the big screen, but on the small screen. Oh, okay. So a Smallville-like TV show still comes out. Smallville was fantastic. And then that actually kind of makes sense because DC does a fantastic job with their TV shows today in the current timeline, but the movies leave a lot to be desired. CW is like killing it right now for they, like a major network. Exactly. And then they came out with... A Spider-Man TV show. Spider-Man they did TV fantastic. show. Fantastic. Okay. Not like the one that came out in the 1970s. No, one. like that one was so cheesy. But yeah, okay. So like, yeah. So just they relaunched Spider-Man because yeah. you know he's a fan favorite. He's always going to be a fan favorite. So. And then they slowly build up a mini universe. Okay. Television on the universe. TV screen. Okay. Just like how they have now on the CW. Kind of like with like... On the CW right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So Only like it CW. came out in the mid-2000s. Like the Marvel equivalent. Like on Netflix, they were building up character development. Yep. Jessica Jones. Yep, yep. Which we all thought was kind of going to tie into the movies, but like... It never did. Yeah. It did, but it didn't. Not so, so much, speak. right. Yeah. But then you have your CW where you have the whole um, Arrow all, universe. Yeah, Arrow, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl. Okay. Which, for a while, did great. I kind of stopped watching yeah, like but the first two, three seasons of Flash was on pretty good. The Flash is pretty legit. That's one of my favorites. Actually, I do watch that one pretty regularly when yeah. I do when I can find time for television. But yes, in this um, but in the alt timeline, that's what really helped them out. So for those TV shows, yeah, and they right. built like a mini universe on TV. You know, when you said you were going against Pug and you were coming up with you know your own theory, yeah. I was I was a little skeptical. I wasn't I wasn't having it, and I was actually a little mad. But this is pretty solid. And I'm, then it I'm was because this. of that. A okay. few years later, they were able to go back to the big screen with those same characters, have a little bit more money behind them, okay. and then boom. They finally started to really have truly great movies on great the Great movies. But here's something else, though, okay. my friend. Because the current MCU, as we know it, never happened in this timeline that we're talking about, other franchises don't try and create their own universe. 
So Star Wars, for example. Oh, okay, yeah. You, know, you don't have those standalone movies. Right. In fact, right, right. Disney does not even buy Star Wars because they don't have that Marvel money to do so. That's true. Yeah. So we could actually have uh, a universe where maybe no MCU, George. but some better Star Wars movies. I doubt it. George Lucas <laughs> is still over Star Wars. <laughs> right. <laughs> that oh, this is like the nerd conundrum. Do you uh, want to live in a world with like awesome Star Wars movies or? An MCU, who you have to pick one only, right? Like that's like the ultimate like conundrum there. But so that that's interesting happened. though. Yeah, um, Universal they they stopped trying to make their dark universe when right. it came to like the Mummy, Dracula, um, the Werewolf, Wolfman. I'm sorry, the not Wolfman, the Werewolf, right, Wolfman. Right. Because remember, Tom Cruise, you know, was supposed to kick that off, right? That and that, that movie bombed yeah. again because they did the same mistake as DC. They tried to put all their eggs in, the, in yeah. one basket. Same thing with um. I think their mistake was bringing Tom Cruise in. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Same thing with the second Spider-Man incarnation, the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, where yeah. by the time that second Andrew movie Garfield. came out, yeah, yeah, Andrew yeah, Garfield. Yeah. By the time that second movie came out, I think they tried to put in. They try like to every single. They try to do the sinister way. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. like I, I'm glad you brought that one up because like that was like I was really a big fan of the Amazing Spider-Man series. I liked it. It was really accurate to the comics. I thought yeah. Andrew Garfield was a little too huh. handsome to play Peter Parker, yeah. but other than that, like I thought it was pretty accurate to the, okay. the comic timeline. I liked you know um, where they were going with it until they rushed the sinister six, okay. and then there's the really weird. Green Goblin version that they had for yeah. that, yeah, that was. Just... But regardless, none of that happens. No mo- franchises are not trying to do huge universes. universes. It's a lot of work. It's very ambitious. You're like, doing that now. You have Star Wars. You, you have Star Wars, DC, DC Marvel. Yeah, the Universal. You have Henry Potter. Oh, um, Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry um, and then uh, Godzilla's making a comeback in a universe. Godzilla is Godzilla, King of that. the Monsters, uh, Kongs and Mothras. All those are like. Is Kong going to be in? They. But that's the talk. I know they've yeah, been teasing it. They they're yeah. leading this towards a Godzilla versus Kong. Okay. So yeah, because they did redo a Kong or Kong Skull Island, which was the same universe, uh-huh. and then they do the uh, monster, the Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. So. So I saw the trailer. Okay. To King of Monsters. I have to say, if you haven't seen that trailer, I saw, you know, the one that just came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about like five minutes long, I think, or some shit like that. It's a really deep. I actually haven't seen it yet. I remember seeing it. It It made me want to go see that movie. It, the one from Comic Con really got me yeah. like goosebumped and like excited, and it was a, it was a real small teaser. It was only like a minute. I no, 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 no. The one that, that, that the one that played during Endgame. Yeah. One of the top ten trailers ever. Yeah, it, ever. I'm excited to go watch it now. I may yeah. uh, leave the show early. You know, do some maintenance on Pug so I can watch this trailer. So what else happened? So we don't have other franchises doing. So yeah, the universe concept. Universe done. concept. Yeah. Um, George Lucas still owns Star Wars. There's he probably some better Star Wars movies coming. I out. doubt that. I think he still screws them still up. Screws I saw the pre- I saw the prequels. Okay. <laughs> the yeah, the prequels were the prequels. rough. Yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah, so uh, yeah. So I think that whole franchise is like a shambles now. So like yeah, we're talking about this like Disney's like obviously like they're the the multimedia like entertainment giant right now snatching everything up. Correct. Marvel, Star Wars, Correct. Fox, where they look like they're they just still focused. I on, think like, they're still doing good. Pixar and like and yeah yeah, yeah they, they focus on okay. that. I mean they still have ABC. They yep. still have ESPN. Okay, so, so they're still, they're still doing that. fine. Um, 
but no, but not quite the level of juggernaut that they're at right now. They're where, still known as the Mickey Mouse Company. The Mickey Mouse. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Robert Downey Jr. He remains a crackhead. No, he's going to be an independent <laughs> actor. Independent actor. Independent. Because he's a really he, fantastic actor. Yeah, I love Robert Downey Jr. My favorite yeah. movie with him, honestly, was um, Chaplin. Uh, yeah, Chaplin is a fantastic movie yeah. for me. Though, like, and this is in the earlier days too, and it kind of started like the dark trend for him. There, but like, Less Than Zero was just fucking, that was a good movie as well. Too. Everything for me, yeah. man, scared the shit out of me yeah, as like, was a young good kid. One. Yeah, I shouldn't have probably watched it, but you know, we had HBO at the time, free preview. My parents went to bed super early. I snuck <laughs> up and like, yeah, scarred but, for life, definitely because of that. But no, for Robert Downey Jr., yeah, fantastic actor, man, he was doing some TV shows. I mean, yep. he had like his whole demons that like he was. Battling. Right. He was, you know, trying to clean his act up. Um, he was on Ali McBeal. For right. A while. Yep. Um, did the Fugitive part two, U.S. Marshall. So yep. he was in that movie. Uh, then he did Kiss Kiss the, Bang Bang. Yeah. That which was say, one that's what brought favorite. him back to the limelight. Like, yeah, that was an independent one hey. he did with uh, Val Kilmer. That just really jump started his career back after he, you know, sobered up, so to speak. And, but he uh, never really becomes. Robert Downey Jr. like how he is today. No, right. Like he's and, like more of your like you know uh, almost like a Johnny Depp, so to speak. Uh, but not, Depp a, not a character like, actor, not a character. Not actor, a character but actor, but like Johnny Depp's still like pretty actor. like well known and like everybody knows him worldwide. Well, that was because of that pirate. Because the pirates, movie. Movie. Yeah, he's right. a character yeah. actor as well. I too. see him more as like a Loki. Yeah, he beats like, his wife. Yeah, maybe like uh, in that uh, <laughs> Wes Anderson you know universe. You know, um, I can see what I'm saying. Like yeah, like kind of quirky plays those kinds of niche roles like that where it's really like just good acting and good dialogue maybe he yeah maybe in this current timelines he's in some Wes Anderson movies that'd be fantastic no Chris Evans no Chris Evans yeah nope nope because I mean he's, he's really yeah. known for first the human torch right yeah because yeah Fantastic Four never happens yeah. and you know uh, thank God you know because they still haven't made a good one of those yeah and then and then yes Captain got, America was after that yeah but yeah so we have a different captain now so no Chris Evans um, yeah no Chris Evans uh, Scarlett Johansson's gotta be doing something yeah she's still doing things yeah she was still doing things I mean yeah, she really course. got known when she made that one movie um Lost in Translation. Yeah. With right. Bill Murray. The Spawn movie never happens on the big screen. No Spawn. Back in that, the was, yeah, that was a really. Yeah, Man, that a lot was of people, early 90s, right? That, that was, was like, like, yeah, like 94, 95. I no, think. no, it was after 94. It was like 98. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was like 98. It was like 98. Yeah, Michael J. White. Yeah. And then they was, had the great cartoon on HBO. On HBO, yeah. right. Which kind of led into like a lot of that darkness too, because like yeah, McFarland Comics was kind of like they were exploring that earlier too. Um, Spawn was yeah, it wasn't a very marketable thing, but because you know who's you know gonna sign up to watch a you know guy who's uh, sold his soul and was in hell and came back to life. And when it comes to comic books, right? Yeah, like with this whole new relaunch of the comics. Like I'm, I'm trying to think, and there's a lot of really big influential comics that came out like mid and later '90s that would never have happened. Well, even like, today, though, I mean, yeah. you have Civil War as well. Like that's what know, I'm saying. Yeah, like we ago. would not have Civil War, which yeah. is you know, there's Civil War and there's a Civil War too. I mean, yeah. those are both like epic storylines for comics. Um, 
a couple of others that like stand to mind to me is House of M is like one of my all time favorites okay. where um you know, similar to our awesome show, Ukrainia one oh one, it's a what if scenario where Xavier dies and Magneto is now the leader of the X Men. So Okay. Yeah, that never happens, unfortunately, you know, and um other great ones would be like you know World War Hulk, um, which you know Rag- Thor Ragnarok was kind of loosely, yeah, loosely based on likely, uh, you know, based off of. Um, but yeah, that doesn't happen. Pretty it much what big. we're saying is, because Marvel went on the business, the whole genre stays within the comic book realm. I, yes, we do get some it, TV shows out of it. TV shows. They really. You know what, like, I go on the big screen, right? You know, like, it's just like kind of like creeping up to mind for me. Like, it seems like with this general direction, like, with a more focus on TV shows, comics, you're still sticking to that niche, like, nerd geek kind of culture. And Mm -hmm. I think it stays like that. I don't think it ever grows to be like what the phenomenon we're currently experiencing is, like, in this current timeline. It never does. Because, like, you think about it, like, we go to, you know, work and we talk with people who like all different, you know, uh, you know, different backgrounds and stuff like that. And say what you want, you know, Republican, Democrat, you know, uh, cat people versus dog people, like people disagree about a lot of stuff, but you know, like one thing that I think everybody in the office talks about and can agree on is that like these, you know, Marvel movies right now are amazing. And like, what I like, talk about? I'm working on And that's our show for the week. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to know more about Eucornia 101, you can go to our website. It's at www.eucornia101.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. Also, make sure you download our podcast using any of the services that you normally use, like Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play, among others. On behalf of the professor, I'm Dr. Philip Reese. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye.